0: Hello it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. Today we're doing a mini podcast. Um, Diane is back from Africa but of course after flying for 30 hours she just wasn't ready for this. (laughs) Now Miss Cindy's here today so we're doing a little mini-sode as we do. Um, Cindy still comes to my new office and when she's not running her own business, she still helps me with projects. And and we still hope to be, well, we, we know we're going to be teaching some food styling workshops coming up at various culinary schools. So that's the kind of stuff we did today. Now, we get to have lunch together and it's wonderful because, you know, we were used to working together almost every day for 18 years. So we are in a new period of in our, in our lives and that's what we're adjusting to. But we think it's a good time when we've just spent four or five hours together to do a mini-sode for the podcast. Now today's podcast will be entitled Plan B. In case you don't know, sometimes I don't have titles for my mini-sodes. <laughs> for the minisodes. Sometimes Cindy listens to them edits them, and then decides what they should be called. One of the Minisodes that we did last week is now hanging in podcast, um, not purgatory exactly, but podcast waiting room because I was in kind of on a rant and I may have said inappropriate things about midgets. So we have to wait and see if we're going to air that one. So my goal today is to not say anything inappropriate, but to be honest, God, it's such a fine line. So here's my story about plan B. Some of you know, I cut back when I moved to Ventura, I let go of my studio I am still doing some consulting. I'm still doing some recipes. I still have one or two big clients, but I'm trying to do less food styling. And the whole reason is simply put, I'm tired. 30 years is a long time to be a food stylist and I want to sit down more. Okay, that's the honest to God truth. If you don't have feet or neck or hip or knee problems from being a chef or a food stylist, God bless you. But like old German shepherds, we kind of start to break down at the end. So here's my plan B, was I said to my husband, I'll work less hours because I won't be running the food styling end of it. And I'll be able to finish my memoir, meaning finish a big chunk of it. No book. You don't need to write a book before you send in a proposal. You need to send in a really good proposal And hopefully have an agent, I have a great agent, a brilliant agent, who's also been my business partner and helped me publish other of my books. But you need a really good proposal for them to sell. Now, so that's, that was plan A. So I worked on the proposal. Now you, some of you may also know this. I've been writing this memoir for like 10 years. It's gone through a million transitions. Why do you say? Well, because some of the people I used to work with, no one would even know who they are anymore. Here today, career dead tomorrow. Some people don't care. Some people will sue me if I tell the truth in my memoirs of working with celebrities. There's various reasons, but some of the stories just got old and now they're, they're not classic. Now they're not interesting. So I spent a month or two really every day working on my memoir, which had originally been called so many different titles. I can't remember them all, but this one was called Someone Should Have Stopped Me. And it started really basically when I was going to culinary school. That's where the book opens and the hardness of going to to culinary school, the heartbreak of dating a married man, being 33, all sorts of things. Some of my first jobs, then moving to L.A. and having a lot of celebrity clients, some good, some bad You know, all this, just life, just life and my own growth and hopefully my own, you know, there was a lot of redemption after I worked with Sandra Lee. Let's be honest, there had to be a lot of self-evaluation after I worked with the devil. So Martha says the proposal is pretty good. We sent it out a week after we sent it out. A very big publisher said, oh my god, we just want to know a little bit more about Denise's previous book sales because I have written nine other books. Most of them have had a second or third edition, so I have a track record for selling some books. By the way, not all my cookbooks have sold that well. I have one or two that I did with a Canadian publisher that were the worst sales of any of the books that I did, um, though they're great books, didn't work. So life goes on. But anyway, so it was right out of the gate. And I thought, thank God, now I'm going to have the next six months to work on the, on the rest of this book, because I'm going to sell this book. That's not what happened. They were interested for, I would think people call it a nanosecond. The guy came after us. If you don't know this about publishers, there's people that acquire books in publishing houses. There's um, different processes in publishing houses. Anyway, he was interested for about an hour, but red hot and we answered all his questions and he was just, he loved it. It was fabulous. Now, guess what? He took it to the committee. Publishing houses usually have, to, they go to a marketing and a an acquisition committee. And there's a whole bunch of people on it. And those people put thumbs down like two seconds, I think, after he came in the room. So he very nicely wrote us a note and said, oh, so great. Not, not buying it. And I kind of went, oh, and of course there was a certain amount of disappointment because in my mind... It worked perfectly in my timeline, (laughs) the same timeline that I do every single morning about going on a diet or never ever using my American Express card again for something frivolous or never complaining or bitching or saying or gossiping. I have a timeline for all sorts of things that I'm going to start and finish in my mind. Some of them are real. Some of them never become real. But anyway, so my timeline was slightly ajar. Then, of course, December came. Well, it's harder to get people to look at your book in December. So I feel like the not excuses from my agent. My agent, by the way, is Martha Hopkins, who's absolutely wonderful in Austin, Texas. She, you know, she did everything. She did everything right. And we sent it out and we got feedback. Not bad feedback. We got a lot of feedback about I wish, they wished that this could come off a blog because a blog would have, you know, built in 200,000 readers already. Well, I don't. Then we got, what were some of the other comments? The other comments were, the memoir field is so, you know, so saturated right now. Good writing, great writing. Didn't blow my skirt up writing. You know, and I understand what that means because I like the way I write and I think I have some merit, but I also know that I'm not Hemingway. But they liked the writing. Then some of the people, they they liked various things. I will say this. I'm not sure, though I'd spent a lot of time on it, that it really was the best proposal that I could have written. Though Martha said, no, Denise, it's, you know, so life goes on. Did I send it to some a professional to read? Yes, I did. And that was a young girl who then I read her memoir whose name will... Uh, remain anonymous, but I read two of her memoirs, and I thought they were absolute crapola. And she, we paid her a couple hundred dollars to read my proposal, to which she immediately said, "Oh, this is at least a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand dollar advance. This is a great, great memoir." So who knows? God bless her. She has sold four books. I, I, The second one I could barely get through because the whining was killing me. Now, am I a brilliant writer? Am I a, a writer like my friend Alyssa Altman who wrote Poor Man's Feast? No, I wish. But that girl's got writing in her jeans, okay? I mean, in her jeans jeans, in her jeans jeans, in her blue denim jeans. And she has a new book coming out. On August sixth and it's on Amazon and it's called "Motherland," which is her third book, so if I were you, I'd be going to Amazon right now and buying that book because i'm going to tell you something. Her writing is breathtaking. The next few months have passed. Here we are in May. No more nibbles. I say to martha okay she's she's exhausted who we could send it out to. I do have one or two people that I might just ask to review it again." That are personal friends that are in publishing, and then I'm going to put it to the side. And here's where finally Plan B comes in. I have to go to Plan B. Sometimes I've found out in life that you can f- you cannot flog a dead horse. <laughs> it really doesn't work. So that memoir called "Someone Should Have Stopped Me" is going to have to go back in the box. I have a big blue plastic box that I keep writings in. And sometimes I read them again. And sometimes I, and I, of course, they're on my computer. Sometimes I think, oh, no, this wasn't good enough. Oh, this was really good. I'm surprised this didn't sell. So I have a box of writing, stuff that has gotten published, not gotten published, um, all sorts of stuff, all the various things. So my plan B is this. I have, before I went to culinary school that I started writing, oh my God, so many years ago, it's not funny. I started writing a book called Assorted Italians, and it's about growing up in San Francisco. And it's all about my family and being a child and the food that my grandmother made or the food that josepina my step-grandmother made and the food that my father made and it has recipes and mostly it's they're very fun stories i think they're fun because my family puts the fun back in dysfunctional if you get my drift now some of them lightly, never the whole story. Some of those, one or two of those have appeared in the Huffington Post when I wrote for the Huffington Post, and they always got great reviews, and people said, I love it. I would think my biggest fan for that book has always been Diane Jacobs. If you know Diane Jacobs, she helps people write proposals. She's a writing coach. She's spoken at every, she runs workshops. She's a wonderful writer and a personal friend to me. And she has been instrumental in telling me to get this proposal together and to to sell the book about San Francisco in the fifties and my crazy family. So that's my plan B. So as I, <laughs> as you let go of one dream, I guess what I'm really talking about, you can certainly have a pity party for about an hour and, and I, don't share it with your friends because no one cares. Do you know what I mean? People will just think you're nuts. I, I, I thought, okay, that plan's not working. So I have to come up with another plan. And I realize that I did have a plan B. I have another book that I can work on and send out. Martha is already saying, send it to me. Let's get it out there. So that's what I'm going to do. So my plan B, now here what was funny, that's why Cindy really came today. Not only are we sending, we're sending out letters to people that want to host us for food styling workshops, which is fabulous because most of the time they're cooking schools or culinary or pro-culinary schools. So then they have a really beautiful kitchen and it's really wonderful to have a workshop there with with different people. So we were we're working on those for fall. And then I said to her, Cindy, if you would help me. I put the stories and the recipes in one folder and then if you would help me make sure that edit it the first time we run it through, Cindy runs through and she's an excellent editor and see if you like this or you don't like it and see if that makes sense to you and at least number the pages and we'll get it together. Well, as that's what I thought we were going to do today and then I went into my computer and I found out that Cindy and I had done about half of that already in 2018. So in September of 2018, my computer actually even had the date that we worked on it last, as computers do. So I found out that I had some great stuff already ready. So I'm going to get it to my agent probably this week. Um, I'm hoping I can get it to her because she'll read it on the plane because she's off to IACP. I'm not going to IACP this year, but I I'm hoping that it's a great conference and people that have, I've known for 25 years have a great time. So that's my story about plan B. There has to be, and this is, I say this to people, when I talk to people that have all, put all their eggs in one basket, which is another way that my mother used to say it. If you put all your eggs in one basket, when you drop the basket or the eggs get cracked or a wolf eats the basket or you roll over the basket with your car or your dog eats your basket. It's hard to pick yourself back up. And as you age, sometimes even harder, it's like you feel this sense of loss or where are you at? Or you can't accomplish what you used to. Well, that's because your energy level has changed. Maybe your desire has changed. I'll tell you this. I only want these two books, I'll take one out of two now if I can't get two. I would like them to one of them to get published. And Cindy knows it's not about the money, but I've spent so much time on both these books. I could just literally throw my computer away if I didn't have to worry about writing these books anymore. I would just torch the goddamn thing if you get my drift. So I've spent energy and time. So that's my plan B. Now, plan B2 is I decided that if no one wants to buy, someone should have stopped me. There's still some funny stories in there. And Cindy has volunteered to help me record them. And then I'm going to put them on the website on the Women Beyond a Certain Age or on my DeniseVivaldo.com website. And people can just listen to them at their leisure. So how do you like that? So that's my story. So I'm not sure if this was helpful to anyone. I know this at 67, my drive, when I was a young woman, you know, man, you just went out there and beat the bush. You went out there and beat the bush when I wanted a job or I wanted to accomplish something. Well, as you get older, your accomplishment energy, and also your drive to do it changes. It's not just because you run out of energy. Sometimes it's because you realize you don't care anymore, or maybe that ship has sailed. Or maybe that's not what you're supposed to be working on. I love the word reinvention, though I think it's totally overused. Sometimes I don't think we're reinventing ourselves. I think as my friend Ina Garten from Ina's Kitchen, the famous breakfast rec- restaurant that was for 20 years in Chicago, always says, you pivot. You don't have to reinvent yourself. Pivot in another direction and take the things that you know and... um Find something else that gives you joy or that you want to do. Mine is writing. I do get a lot of joy from writing. And though I I don't think I'm the greatest writer in the world, but I get an enormous amount of joy out of doing it. And I do enjoy it when people tell me that they enjoyed something I've written. So I guess that's it. I think not only are we overwhelmed with... um, Things that are going on in our country, things that are going on in the world, not always positive, not always uplifting. then they tell they say that people only post positive things on social media. Well, Thank God for that, because when I see unpositive things on social media, there isn't enough bourbon in the bottle to get you through the night if you get my drift. But I do think that there is so many things facing us today that we have to look forward, realize it'll probably never turn out the way we thought it was going to, but maybe it can turn out the way a second plan B way that we like. I think that's it. If you have any plan B's that you'd like to share with us, we do get people. Thank you. All of you that write comments on the the Facebook page. We have women beyond at iCloud.com that you can leave us a message or share anything you like with us. Cindy's also working very diligent, diligently on our website so that there'll be a website where people can listen to the podcast and sometimes there will be collateral. There will be recipes or notes or stories that we've written or information from Diane because she's such a good researcher that we've put in all one place. So that's it. So I hope all of you, I hope you get your plan A's, but if you don't, I want you to learn to think about that plan B might be just as good. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you, Miss Cindy. Bye-bye!